You're listening to TalkZone.com. Internet Talk Radio. TalkZone.com. This is InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's what's happening on this week's show. You probably think you've heard every possible angle on our nation's healthcare system and then some. But it might surprise you to know that too much treatment can be hazardous to your health. One third of Americans reported that they had received medical care that they thought was unnecessary. It might have been a duplicate test or a surgery they think that wasn't needed or maybe a medication that they didn't need. Then, speaking a different language can be valuable in the workplace. Now, one expert says that includes the ability to translate between men and women. They're aware of what the female style is and a male style. Most important, the person's ability, and we're talking about women here, to be able to switch between them. Those stories and more are just ahead on this edition of InfoTrack, right after this. InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Welcome back to InfoTrack. I'm Roy Mackey in for Chris Whitting. Healthcare has become a hot button issue for many Americans, but there's one healthcare issue that you may never have heard of the overuse of healthcare and how it affects the overall costs. Our guest is Rosemary Gibson. During 16 years at the Robert Wood Johnson Foundation, Rosemary led national initiatives to improve health care quality and safety, and she's written a book called The Treatment Trap, How the Overuse of Medical Care is Wrecking Your Health and What You Can Do About It. Rosemary, welcome to InfoTrack. No, thank you for having me. Now, we usually hear that not enough people have access to health care. Tell us your basic premise and what you mean by overuse of medical care. You're absolutely right. Most people, when they think about medical care, we think of people who can't afford it because it's become so expensive. They may not have insurance, or even if they do have insurance, they still can't afford it. But then a couple of years ago, I came across this survey that was done of the American public. It was done by a foundation in New York, and they said that one-third of Americans reported that they had received medical care that they thought was unnecessary. It might have been a duplicate test or a surgery they think that wasn't needed or maybe a medication that they didn't need. I thought that was a huge number. So I started asking people, have you ever had medical care you thought was unnecessary? And it was amazing the answers that we got. So unnecessary care, to answer your question, is when it's care that doesn't really benefit you. But overuse is when the potential for harm of a healthcare service exceeds the possible benefit. So there's some unnecessary care that can actually harm you. Can you give us an example of that? Sure. There was a hospital in California several years ago that was doing heart bypass and other cardiac procedures on patients who had no heart disease. This was found out when a patient who was diagnosed and told he needed bypass surgery got a second opinion, nothing wrong with him, went back to the hospital, said, I think we have a problem here. They blew him off, and he called the FBI, and they raided the hospital, had all the tests independently reviewed, and turns out there were 700 patients who had bypassed and other cardiac procedures they didn't need. Can you give us some examples of some most commonly abused treatments or tests that you found? Well, one of the most common is CT scans. There was a study published in the New England Journal of Medicine saying that the number of CT scans has grown from like 3 to 60 million a year. And now we're discovering the harmful effects of radiation from CT scans. Now, 
CT scans can be great. We don't want to deter anybody from getting them if they need them. But there's a whole lot of patients getting them who are being exposed to radiation. And the harm from it certainly is not worth the benefit. In fact, the National Cancer Institute researchers there did a study, and they estimated that 15,000 people die every year from the radiation exposure from CT scans, from unnecessary tests. From a consumer standpoint, how can the layman actually know if they need a CT scan or some other treatment short of getting a second opinion? You gave part of the answer. First is, do I really need this? Secondly, you might want to get a second opinion from another physician and say, is this really necessary? Third, if you've had a CT scan and you go to another physician for whatever reason and he or she wants to do another one, say, hey, gee, I already had one. So to avoid duplicate tests. The other thing that we suggest people do is to keep track of all of the x-rays and CT scans that they've had because x-rays were designated in 2005 as a carcinogen. So they can be really important diagnostic tools, but you don't want to overuse it. Here's a very simple example. I went to my dentist the other day, and he said, yeah, I get a chest x-ray for my annual exam every year, my annual physical. And I said, well, why does he do that? He said, well, you know, I'm not sure why, but I don't go every year because I don't think I need it. So annual chest x-rays, don't need them unless you have an underlying medical condition that warrants it. I think a lot of people are afraid to challenge their doctor on something like that because they figure, well, he must know better than I do. That's absolutely right. And there's a whole segment of people that are beginning to question and getting medical care that really is less than what they actually need, and they're perfectly fine. Our guest on InfoTrack is Rosemary Gibson. She is the author of a book called The Treatment Trap, How the Overuse of Medical Care is Wrecking Your Health and What You Can Do About It. One thing I found interesting is that you didn't seem to have much of a problem finding doctors who were willing to talk about overuse, but you did have a problem when you asked them to go on the record about it. That's exactly right. Many good physicians, and this is really important for the public to know, what doctors are saying privately, what nurses are saying privately, hospital CEOs. And so many doctors see patients getting unnecessary surgeries and tests, chemotherapy, that they never should be getting. And you're right, they don't want to go on the record because they could be ostracized. They will be ostracized. It's taboo to talk about it. The people who have the greatest stake in this are the patients. Now, you have what you call a 10-step recovery plan to rein this problem in. Maybe you can just give us some of the major steps you recommend. Sure. One of the steps that we recommend is this. You know, a couple of years ago in the state of Maine, there were some communities where 60% of the men had had prostate surgery. In other communities, it was only 20. One of the recommendations we have is that that should be publicly reported so that everybody knows that there are, in some cases, huge rates of surgeries. They're pointing to overuse and people having it unnecessarily. The second thing we want to see is these outliers should be investigated by other physicians. Peer review, go in and take a look and whether this is really necessary. Third, we'd love to see patients get reimbursed or have a financial incentive to go online and to learn more about their treatment options and the risks and benefits and maybe have their co-pays or deductibles waived for becoming informed so they can make better decisions. It's been shown that when patients are more informed, they tend to choose less costly, less intensive, and invasive procedures. So information is power, and people can be empowered and informed. So what are your thoughts on where the healthcare system is going now? Are you optimistic that we're going to see any improvements in this overuse? Well, there is nothing in the health reform legislation 
that I believe will curb overuse. I think it's wonderful that people who cannot get medical care now and who are sick will be able to do that. But I am very worried about where we're going cost-wise in health care. If we don't find a way to rein in the spending, we are literally going to drown in debt in this country. And it, literally, it could be our fiscal downfall. The best way and the best solution I see is, for heaven's sakes, let's stop doing those things that cause more harm than good and use that money to make sure we can provide care to people who really, really need it. We touched on it briefly, but do you have any final words for consumers on what they can do? Consumers, the public, should be informed as possible about their treatment options. They should ask questions. If they're given a treatment recommendation, they should ask why. Do I have any alternatives? What are the risks? What are the benefits? People may not have gotten an A in biology in high school or college, but people do know what's important to them, and they should combine that knowledge from the physician with their own preferences and values and use that to make informed decisions. That's the best advice I can give to people. Rosemary Gibson, healthcare expert and author of The Treatment Trap. Rosemary, do you have a website? I do have a website. It's treatmenttrap.org. Well, thank you for sharing your thoughts with us on InfoTrack. Oh, thank you. Men and women often speak different languages in the workplace. Could it be holding you back? Cracking the gender code to get ahead. That's up next. There's more InfoTrack coming up. Stay tuned. Stay tuned.